Hi, and welcome to the Sheep Show podcast dedicated to all things ovine. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. This is your podcast to learn more, know more and achieve more when it comes to shepherding. Come with me as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. So welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. Today we have a sheep leader extraordinaire with us. We have Erin Douglas and Erin is one of these young people who is studying year 12 despite all the the sort of challenges that we've got particularly in Victoria at the moment with school. So she's not even finished high school and coping with all the, the challenges that she's got. Plus She's achieved an amazing amount in her agricultural career. Let me tell you some of the acknowledgements and recognition elements that Erin uh, has achieved. She has been state winner of the 2019 Merino Fleece and Meat Sheep competition. She's a stud master at her own stud. We're going to hear a little bit about her stud, Morala Stud. She's captain at the Ag Program at her school, which is Flinders College in Victoria. And she has won competitions even as young as 12 years old. (laughs) And now Erin has started and established an international virtual show event for juniors. It's called the Rona Youth Show. Now, that is pretty amazing achievement for someone who's not even finished year 12. So Erin, welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. Thank you, Jill. (laughs) Tell me how your passion originated. What what ignited this amazing passion for for sheep in particular and agriculture more broadly? I guess it all started at school in year seven. Um, I joined the sheep team. And then in year nine, in 2017, I moved to Flinders Christian College um, where I was given vice captaincy and then captaincy and then I just I found myself surrounded by intelligent passionate young women and I looked up to so many people in the industry and I just wanted to be like them so I wanted to be where they are. So no no sheep breeding and and sheep showing in the family Erin? No my dad grew up on a cattle farm where my that my grandparents still own but I had no intentions of following that into the agriculture industry whatsoever. And so it was amazing to come in through the school program. Absolutely. And, and you've, you've sort of shared your passion. Now you've, your whole family's involved in sheep, aren't they? All your brothers and sisters and things like that? Yeah, my sister tried it for a little bit. <laughs> but they do love, they love having the bottle feds and the, the cute <laughs> lambs every year is definitely a perk for them. <laughs> How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have one sister and two step-siblings. I'm the oldest. Yep. Great stuff. Lovely. Great. I'm sure they do love the, the bottle-fed lambs for sure. So, so obviously a lot of your sheep knowledge and sheep expertise has come from school. So tell me what it was like learning to, to breed sheep through school, particularly at, at, uh, at the schools you went to. Well, the school prog- all the school programs are amazing. Um, they're, you know, a fantastic opportunity for everybody who's involved in them Um, they don't come without their hassles you know most agricultural programs have limited resources we have very small amounts of land we compete for funding Um, and one of the biggest things is that our leadership is constantly changing some schools change their captains or mentors yearly some every two years 
but it still means that the genetics and breeding are hard to improve quickly as we have an ever-changing leadership team. But it can also be a good thing because um, it opens up the stud to many more knowledgeable and capable stud masters who all have new ideas and skills to offer. So despite the complications of trying to run a school stud, the programs like provide endless opportunities to so many students across Australia and I, I think our sheep industry wouldn't be what it is without them. So what's the role of a, of a captain at a school in, in an ag program? What, what does it consist of? It changes depending on the school. Some schools, the teachers have most of the control and, and um, are responsible for the animals and the students are just stud masters and kind of look after their, their own animals. Whereas um, at Flinders, we, the captains are in charge of pretty much everything. The teacher, obviously, legally is responsible and has to have the final say in everything. But we are in charge of all the breeding, all of the, you know, we pull the lambs, we deal with the illnesses, the same as a stud breeder would. You know, we choose who goes to the shows and, and all of that. Um, so we're also in charge of teaching the, all the students in our team. So I run weekly afternoon, well, Prior to COVID, I ran weekly afternoon um, sessions after school for a couple hours with our kids and we went over absolutely everything and we do it during lunch times and school holidays, weekends. So we're responsible for teaching them everything we can. That's amazing. So you're you're effectively teach so this is this would be your nine and your ten students in particular? All the way from year seven. All the way from uh, we actually have one year. Yeah. And we have at Flinders, we have one year five um, involved, but it's not open to the younger students yet. We are working to bridge that gap, though, at this school. Some schools start at year five, most start at year seven, though. That's incredible. Wow, that's absolutely such an amazing opportunity and experience, Mm. um, but a lot of responsibility as well. It is. It takes up a lot of time. That's why um, being in year 12, I've... I'm now mentor and we have another captain who's taken over and she's doing an amazing job. So, yeah, which means I mainly focus on teaching the kids um, and the captains work on the sheep side of things, which is really good to be in that position in year 12. Um, But it is a lot of responsibility and it's taught me so much. I'm so thankful to the school and and our stud for providing that to me and the students coming up after me. Mm, Certainly. And what, what appealed to you about sheep? initially Erin? Well as I said I did grow up visiting my grandparents cattle farm in northeast Victoria and uh, when I started working with sheep in year seven I'd never even been close to a sheep before and I was amazed at how easy it is to just you know run them through a race or stand in a in a small yard with them. I love how easy they are or can be to work with um, especially as a fairly short and small person uh, the size of the animals is a massive bonus you know I'm never intimidated intimidated by them uh, which is great um, yeah I just I love um, how docile they can be and um, I especially wool is a big part of my life and I, I think it's a fiber of the future and it's a big thing I want to follow through in the future uh, so I guess everything just mixed together <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah, I mean, it's you're right. It's the, the, they're such a versatile animal, and for, particularly for young kids as well. You know, they they can really learn a lot without sort of risking um, their uh, sort of well being and things like that. And Absolutely. tell us, yeah, tell us about the type of sheep that you've got both at school, but also in in your own stud. Um, yeah, so we have Corridales. Most most schools um, work with 
Caradales. Uh, they're very, you know, good mothers, um, beautiful natured animals. Um, being dual purpose, we're able to teach the kids about both sides of the industry. Uh, we obviously have the wool and the meat side. Um, I love them. They're a fairly sturdy breed. Uh, they have the length and height that you see in the, the leaner breeds and also the um, carcass and the breadth to them that you find that I love in some of the prime lamb meat breeds. Um, so it's great to be able to tell, show the kids, you know, such a, they've also got a wide, large range of micron, 25 to 30. So um, we love being able to show the kids, you know, a range of different, different sheep under the same breed. Um, which is the same as at Morala Corridales, which was founded by my very good friend Tess Runting as part of her Year 11 agricultural project back in 2015. Um, and I joined with my few sheep that I had at the time in 2017 when I was in Year 9. Um, and we've grown it to about 150 Corridales that we now have between the stud and commercial flocks. Um, and then at school we've got about 20, 25 Corridales. Mm. And what's the history of... Corydales, how did they originate? Um, they are Lincoln Cross Merinos. So we see a um, 75% Merino, 25% Lincoln. Um, Lincolns also are, have, you know, they're a dual purpose breed as well. So it's, I'm not quite sure where obviously the meat comes from them, but it's, um, yeah, they do have somehow still have a great carcass to them. Um, obviously not that of a, of a meat breed, but um, enough to still do well over the hooks, which is great. So, yeah, I, I love the fleeces on them that come from the merino side. Yeah, for sure. And, and how does it compare to merino fleeces? Is it, is it sort of up there with the quality? It's a lot denser. That's well, one of the things I love it. Merino fleeces are known for being quite fine, which is obviously a very good thing to be for a merino fleece. But a Corridale fleece um, is known as the spinner's choice fleece. Um, a lot of spinners love to work with Corridale fleeces as they are very, very dense. They still got beautiful handle, very, very soft. Um, and I love the luster and, and colour to them. Um, they're not quite as white as a merino fleece. Uh, but you definitely can get, you know, finer Corridale fleeces if you want to go down to towards the merinos, which is easy enough to do as well. And how did you know that the, you know, the, the sheep were your thing? What, what, what sort of, what clicked, I suppose? Um, I have one defining moment so far in my journey in the industry. Um, when I was at one of our small shows with my team of kids um, from Flinders and I, I'm normally very busy at shows. I'm bet jumping between Morella and Flinders and I'm normally in pretty much every class. And if I'm not in a class, I'm assisting a student or doing something with the animals. But I took a second and I looked over to the show ring and I saw every single kid of mine in the ring smiling. Um, the biggest smiles I've ever seen. And they hadn't won the class. There were no ribbons. There was no cameras. They were just smiling because they loved the animals they were showing. And it, I just... That was a moment for me. I just, I, I, I was almost crying. I oh, love seeing yeah. the kids learn. Um, yeah, and they, they grow and improve um, so much and they work so hard for these animals every recess and lunchtime. They give up their holidays to work for them and mm -hmm. seeing them um, have that reward in the show ring. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them every day, but especially just that moment, I was extremely proud of them and I knew that, you know, how, how lucky I am to be in the industry and to be involved 
um, and how important it is to our future. Oh, wow, that's such a gorgeous, gorgeous memory to have and uh, a real defining mm-hmm. moment. How beautiful. So you're, you've got a passion for, for, the, for the wool and, of course, as, as Corrie Dells, you've got that carcass benefits as well. So what's your preference? <laughs> when you're judging, when you're sort of thinking about sheep, where, where does your heart lie? Well, I do. I really love fleece as a, you know, as a raw fleece off the animal. As I said, I do think it's the fibre of our future and it's, you know, renewable and sustainable. But I do actually in the future want to go into both. I want to have um, very fine Corridales as well as I want to go into a prime lamb breed. Not quite sure yet what, mm. um, but in a commercial sense, I want to do that. So judging them is a different thing. I love a good wool covering on an animal, but I don't know if it makes it easier or harder to judge a class because it gives you you know um, more points to differentiate places Mm. but that can be a good thing if you know you're trying to split hairs between two similar animals but it can also be a bad thing if you've got one with a really good fleece and one with a really good carcass and you're trying to weigh up what's more important to you so I'm not sure which one (laughs) I prefer to judge I've had a lot more experience with the wool. Wool. Um, I've been doing that since year seven um, with the long wool animals, that is. And then the meat sheep, when I won the state finals last year, I think that was my third time ever judging a meat sheep class. So I did not expect in any sense to even get in the top eight. So I've had more experience now, but that was definitely um, something I've got to work on before the nationals (laughs) next year. So how do you learn those skills? You know, obviously, that you know, you've got you've, you've been immersed in the wool for for quite a long time. So how do you get that experience and, and that knowledge with the the meat judging and the meat breeds? Just the same as I'm in charge of teaching my team members. Uh, I my captain when I was in year seven was in charge of teaching me, and that was Tess. So then I took that small amount of knowledge that I learned there and went out and built from it um so every single event or opportunity i've ever taken has led me to where i am now i've i've attended the south australia sheep expo for the past three years um my school flew a team of us up to the national merino challenge in sydney last year um which really fine-tuned my love for wool um Every year at the um, Australian Sheep and Wool Show in Bendigo, they have youth workshops held, which are very educational. Um, I've down, done more work experience than I can recall. Um, and just the list goes on. You know, I think every every show, uh, watching and listening to industry professionals, every judging comp, every event, mm-hmm. every experience is uh, an opportunity to improve and to learn something new. I, I love learning and I hope I never stop learning things about mm-hmm. our, our industry. Wow. So where, where does this all take you in the in the future, Erin, in terms of your your career? What are you what are you thinking of doing after year twelve? Well, I've got some big plans for bringing youth into our industry um, and giving them opportunities that I only wish I could have had at their age. I've already started working on some overseas startup programs um, in the United States, and I have plans for that um, and other programs or scholarships to extend globally. Wow. Um, they're all aimed at the improvement of bringing teenagers and young adults into the agricultural science or mm-hmm. farming industries. Um, I graduate in a, in a couple of months and I've applied to be to studying teaching of, of secondary science, minoring in agriculture in, at university um, because I just I love to teach. Um, but if I don't get into that, I'll do a normal Bachelor of Ag and see where I go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think we need more 
agricultural teachers, at least in Victoria. Um, I know some very good teachers and I know some schools that are either lacking the program entirely or just lacking um, a knowledgeable teacher. So I really want to change that. And I think in addition to the normal secondary ag teaching, I, I do want to bridge the gap between the high school and primary school and introduce juniors into the industry at a younger age as well. And I want to go into the teaching my certificate of agriculture because I'm currently completing my second year of the two-year course and I'd like to be in the position of teaching that. But okay. um, who knows? I, I mean, I've always wanted to do my wall ticket, maybe be a Rousey or manage an operation of some sort. But I just know that I always want to work with youth and work on bringing them into the industry so no matter what I'll do wow. that <laughs> oh wow well whoever whoever you end up with whatever you end up doing we're going to be very lucky to have you on board in, in any form it's just so amazing <laughs> that the passion is just in, incredible so who do you think has had the most influence on you and on on your passion for sheep Erin I have three main categories. The first um, and foremost would be Tess. Uh, she's taught me a fair amount of what I know and has supported me through everything over the past years. She's a big inspiration of mine and I um, appreciate her friendship greatly, which she knows. Um, and secondly is every successful woman um, in the industry. You know, we work in a male-dominated practice and while there are a lot of young women coming um, up through the schools. I, you know, we have way more females on our team than males, um, but seeing those, the most, you know, more experienced and successful breeders are by far mostly men. Um, so seeing women like Bron Ellis in the show ring topping um, champion classes, you know, she's high up in the Corridale Association and she's very supportive of our youth and schools. Uh, she's, we call her the mother duck of the industry for a lot of us up and coming breeders. She's very, she's a lovely woman. Eventers and Marie Baker and there are many more, um, you know, they've shown me like what you can do with hard work. Um, so they've been big inspirations. And lastly, and, and probably most significantly would be my team members, my kids on my team. Um, they've inspired me probably more than anything to push myself and explore outside of my comfort zone. Um, when I, or before I came captain of the team and started teaching them, um, I couldn't speak to anybody. I had no <laughs> self-confidence or um, social skills whatsoever. Um, and now, obviously, I mean, I can talk to people on microphones and and um, put myself in those situations um, and I do it for the, the kids, you know, and I was also getting asked questions that I didn't always know the answer to by my students. So I went home and learnt everything I could so that I can, you know, provide them opportunities um, that I wish I had. So mm -hmm. as much as I work hard for the animals at school, I mainly do it for the students because I think the quality of the animals that we present at shows and the ones that we sell, um, all of that provides our stud and therefore our students um, with ongoing opportunities. So they're probably the my biggest inspiration to just keep going. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Great stuff. And, and you've added this international Rona youth event to your list of, of achievements. Now, uh, and, and I know it's international and, and um, about 50% of our listeners here on the Sheep Show podcast are actually international. So I'm sure they're going to be very interested to hear about it. So tell us a little bit about this Rona Youth event, uh, where the idea came from and, and the, 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 how it's going to work. 
Well, um, both Morella and Flinders entered the Silk Southdown Rona Sheep Show, um, which was run, based, it was a judging of um, the stud sheep of any breed um, here in Victoria. It was a virtual show, um, as you guys know, and I've um, already been thinking, up until that, I'd already been thinking about providing some sort of online event for youth um, to keep them engaged and learning in this showless time, but I hadn't actually done anything about it. So their event um, inspired me to act on it. So I've I've never run a, a show or any kind of event before, so I just kind of threw myself in the deep end and went for it, but um, I'm working it out as I go along. Um, the main component of the event is the competition. So we have two categories, judging and handling. Uh, each category has three age groups and the entrants have someone film them with their animals as they judge and handle them the same way or similar to the, how they would in a judging or handling comp at a normal show. Um, but given the Victorian restrictions have been extended as of Sunday, um, I'm working on providing a completely virtual to won't have access to sheep if the schools don't return. I know some of my students on my team and some of other school teams won't, you know, they can't get to school, so they cannot film. So I'm working on providing um, that fully online one in addition to the, the people who do have access to those sheep, um, as well as we've actually got quite a few young, really young young um, ones interested. My Originally, my youngest class was 13 and under but we've got some quite a few under the age of eight interested so I'm thinking oh, wow. of adding in an extra class yeah and that's absolutely amazing and I really want to encourage them um, I've got it normally you do 12 and under at shows but I've done 13 because our year sevens haven't actually been had a chance to do that judging and handling and I don't want them against the kids who have already been doing it for two years so they're in the junior category but now we've got the junior juniors um, so I'm thinking of adding that extra category in to really push them, encourage them. Amazing, amazing. And you mentioned to me when we spoke that it's, it went international really, really quickly. So the word got out. What did you, well, amazing. What did you do to sort of spread the word far and wide? Um, well, I actually have a lot of Coradell uh, contacts because of the World Coradell Congress back in 2018. I met a lot of um, international successful breeders and have um, been in contact over Facebook. So I, mm -hmm. I actually last year went and stayed with Jeff Rupert, a Coradell breeder in the United States, and I met his sheep and everything at his farm. Um, and we've been in contact ever since. So I sent um, a couple of those contacts, you know, messages about the the event, just thinking that, you know, if you'd like to do this, it's open because I know that their youth involvement is very different to that, you know, that we have here. They don't have the school programs um, that we have here. So I figured they may as well enter if they'd like to. And I actually had a, I've had a lot of interest um, from those countries and I'm hoping to get more if they're, well, we've got people from all over Australia um, from different schools and studs. And um, I'm absolutely loving learning and meeting so many people that I've mm. never met before of different breeds and even people who, who just have hobby, you know, crossbreds are more than welcome to enter and they are and they're very interested. It's amazing. Fabulous. So you don't have to be involved in a school program or affiliated with a stud. It's just for the love of sheep. Yep, absolutely. Anybody is welcome and encouraged 
to join the competitions um, are for enthusiasts under the age of 25 or 25 and younger. Um, but we do have the expo side of things as well. Um, we've, we've got um, people like small, small and large breeders. We've got vets, um, shearers, everybody who's offered to film a short video covering, you know, any topic from anywhere between, you know, how to prepare a sheep for the show ring to veterinary practices and common illnesses overseas. And they're um, going to provide me with those videos for the students, uh, hundreds of students across Australia and internationally to learn from, similar to the expos that we visit over in South Australia um, normally. So things like that, if if somebody's over the age of 25 but would like to help out, they're more than welcome to um, provide a, a video if they're working anything. I've even got a part, somebody who is a pasture um, analyst of some some sort. She's giving me a, a lovely video on, on her job, which will be great because I don't know how to teach the kids that because I, I don't do it. So it would be mm-hmm. amazing for those students to be able to learn and hopefully, you know, have that sector of the of the industry opened up to them as a career opportunity. That's great. Wonderful. And the and, and the submissions then will be sent in via video to you? Yeah, so they have two options. We have our Facebook um, page called the 2020 Rona Youth Sheep Expo. Um, you can either send in um, the videos to that page via Facebook Messenger or you can send them in uh, to our email, um, Rona Youth Show 2020 at gmr.com, but you can find that on the website um yeah we've also got a website as well as the uh, facebook post especially for the younger students who may not have facebook mm-hmm. um but the entries are due on the 25th of october at 11 p.m we also have um a work experience scholarship up for grabs which you can find under the more tab on um our website and that's with fox and lily rural who are a very large and successful wool brokerage and export company so that's open for students who would like to enter that that's due on the 25th of September but for everybody else the normal competition entries are due on the 25th of October mm-hmm. okay so people have got lots of time to sort of work yes. on yeah work on their practice and, and get their videos and what sort of length of videos are you wanting people and quality of videos are you wanting people to submit um Extensive information can be found on the website and the page, um, but the judging and handling are different. For judging, um, it's mainly two minutes of actually judging the animal and up to two minutes of speaking about the animal. So an overall around four minutes. You won't be, you know, docked points for things like time, but um, we don't want to be listening to hundreds of eight-minute videos, that's all. Um, And pretty much the same with the handling, just enough to get um, perspective all the way around the animal and have you have the handler walk the animal but pretty much that's that's how we go into detail in the on the website and on the facebook page if you'd like to head over there and have a look at them otherwise you can absolutely um contact me and i'll i'll happy to answer any questions at all and erin who's helping you with all of this sounds like a lot of work I've had a lot of support from um, big, you know, breeders. Um, Simon Thomas of Silk Southdown, who ran the the um, ec- the show, uh, he's been a great help. I've had a lot of um, lovely friends of mine, you know, big breeders, been very, very supportive of me. I've got some help from my friends. I've had a 
a tech, you know, technical problems trying to get the website up. So I had one of my friends help me with that and all sorts of stuff. So they're all amazing. I've had, especially, I didn't want to just have photos of Coradales. So a lot of my friends have given me photos of their different breeds. Um, but they'll, yeah, they're all amazing. Um, all my friends are very supportive of me. Oh, wow. But really, Erin, it's you. Uh, yeah, at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> all of this. Wow. But so busy. Oh, wow. And it's, I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier with the, you know, being able to speak and, and communicate and things like that, but the life skills that you must be learning from all of this is just incredible. It really is. I'm very far out of my comfort zone, but it's been really good. It's been very tiring, but it's, um, that means it's good. It means I've been working hard to um, be in contact with so many people. And I normally don't answer phone calls whatsoever. And I've been answering a lot of phone calls from across Australia, which has been really good for myself um, to learn to communicate. You know, I've had to write a lot of professional, um, sophisticated emails to a lot of companies, which have taught me a lot as well. That's amazing. And what do your family think of all this? Um, my mum is very supportive. She's very, um, she says she's, she's, she's proud, which is, which is very nice of her. And my, I haven't told my grandparents whom have the cattle yet, um, but I hope that they're proud of me too. Oh, that's so lovely. I'm sure they are. That's so incredible. What what a fabulous uh, what a fabulous event! So just remind everyone of the the email and the website again, just so they I'll put it in our show notes as well. But just remind us of that. So you can find the Facebook page, which is Rona Twenty Twenty Rona Youth Sheep Expo. Um, on that, you'll find the link to our um, website, which when you look it up for some reason it doesn't come up. Um, but otherwise, you can also find our email and my number on there. But our email is rona.youth.expo2020 at gmail.com. Beautiful. Excellent. That's amazing. Great stuff. And um, so you mentioned that there's the, some sponsorship and work experience and things like that, that that people can get. What else are you hoping that, I mean, that's great, you know, people, you know, whoever's going to win, it's going to be fabulous for them and, you know, all of that. What, for you, what are you hoping that the, these, this youth group that you're targeting, what, what are you hoping that they will learn from, from all of this? Um, well, same as I did, learning just simply experiencing, um, you know, and taking part in all of these opportunities like the judging um, and handling competitions. While you're not, I mean, it's different being filmed instead of being in front of a couple hundred people, but it's still, you know, teaching you a lot of valuable lessons. Um, the main part of the education side of things is the expo videos that will be um, offered to them. So I want to be able to offer them um, first and foremost a careers panel um, that opens them up to different careers that, they may not have heard of that I may not have heard of before because um, they're so, you know, agriculture is such a diverse and, and wide industry that we have so many sectors of it um, that the students, I think, would, would very much benefit of learning about, um, especially at their young age when they can start taking the right subjects to get them into that line of work um, early on. Uh, so that's the main thing. And then we're having, I'd like to have videos of shearers, vets, you know, everything that the students can learn from. Because as I said, you know, some some school programs don't have that um, knowledgeable leadership 
to pass on um, knowledge to the, the younger students, which means those younger students, when they become captains, then are lacking that and they hinder the students below them and it just keeps going, um, which, I mean, just with simple, you know, funding and help of agricultural programs, we could easily fix that. But another way of doing that is providing expos and, and challenges where they all have access to that information in one spot to further them and then they can take that and learn from it and teach their kids their you know vice captains that information as well yeah absolutely so we really improve that yeah and pass it on oh fabulous that's yeah it's so good to to have that opportunity particularly in a year like we've had you know you've really em- embraced it all and put forward a, a wonderful thing with those videos will will people who aren't entering be able to see some of those videos as well yeah absolutely they will be up I cannot put them onto the I can't work out how to put them onto the website but I'll see if I can get onto that but otherwise they will definitely all be on the Facebook page and I'll make them um, shareable to students who don't have Facebook Um, but that's a a public page so absolutely anybody for the rest of forever can have come back and have a look look at them Um, and videos will be posted well after the entries are due they'll keep being posted until I run out yeah, wonderful. And on those um, uh, entries, will again, will sort of people like myself be able to go and see some of the some of the entries from some of the uh, youth participants? Yeah. So I'm I've I'm still getting in contact with the different judges that I want, particularly for the classes. Um, but when people enter, um, there will be a thing saying, you know, you, that you give us permission to use that video because um, then I want to be able to make a collage of probably the entire video of the top three, five, maybe eight um, entrants and then everybody else will be included in it um, in short snippets. But I definitely want to be able to provide them for the younger students or other students who maybe didn't place in the top whatever to um, learn from that from them. And when do you hope to have... When do you hope to have the results announced by? I'm hoping um, a week after the 25th yeah. when the entries are due, mm-hmm. but obviously that completely depends on because um, I'm having many different people judge each class, um, so that depends on how quickly they can get back to me and a lot of them are more professional stud breeders, which means they might not be as tech savvy as some of the younger students, uh, so definitely could take a little bit longer to get there, but um, I'm hoping within a week. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. So, so they'll um, have a nice high to end the year on. Absolutely. I hope so. <laughs> I think that's what we all need. That's what we all need. Well, that is just such an amazing initiative that you, you've pulled together at, at such short notice, all, pretty much all on your own and running things that even large organisations couldn't quite get their head around this year. So um, congratulations, well done. I, I know I'll be dying to see the, uh, the how it all comes together, and indeed dying to see some of these um, some of these these youth participants in action. So I think that's just a fabulous uh, fabulous thing. What advice do you think you 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 would like to would you like to leave any advice for anyone who's sort of contemplating? either, you know, doing this for the first time, maybe entering a, a competition like this for the first time or thinking about sheep in their future, what advice would you have? Um, well, sheep in the future as a whole, um, just do it. You know, there are so many um, pages on Facebook that are open for 
for you to join and we all, you know, people are posting daily with my, I don't know what to do with this lamb or this you help me. And there are hundreds of comments of people helping you out, um, you know, and there are some amazing vets, I'm sure, wherever you live. I know there are some down here on this peninsula. Um, so definitely just, you know, just do it. Um, if you're looking to move into owning sheep and for students or young enthusiasts who aren't part of a school looking to um, enter into the competition or start judging uh, absolutely doesn't we've had we have students um, or young kids help at, with Morella as young as like five years old handling and they do well in their handling classes so there's absolutely no you know minimum age as long as you can stand and hold a sheep then absolutely join in my biggest thing I teach my kids um, is confidence so when you're especially in a in a judging class um, what you want to do is you want to convince the judge that you're correct regardless of their placings because you know especially in this expo most of the it won't be based on you know we, we, we haven't seen the sheep that you're judging first so we don't know whether you're correct whether those sheep actually are you know that one's better a is better than b or vice versa but that's not the most important thing most of the time when we see kids in judging classes they're not telling me that you know it's not sound in the jaw or it's got a black spot if it's actually not there most of the time they're actually correct the thing that differentiates the students is that um their way of speaking and their confidence so i have a um an analogy called the purple sheep with our kids at school um and i always tell them i don't care if you tell me the sheep is purple as long as you t make me believe it then you've won and that's what matters so you know i've judge classes before and um the judge i've placed them differently to the judge and ju the judge has actually said i agree with you and i would change my places after listening to you and that's the whole reason of doing it it doesn't matter if you're getting it the same as the judge all you want to do is prove that you're correct mm. so that's my biggest i think um tip is just remember the purple sheep um don't go telling judges that sheep are purple but make them believe that you're correct <laughs> Great stuff. And hey, isn't that such a great lesson for life? You know, that mm. you know, we've got to have a bit of faith in ourselves and trust ourselves. And, uh, and then Absolutely. other people just follow along, don't they? Without a doubt. That's brilliant. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Erin. Congratulations again. And, and well done. And we're only at the start, really, of it all. So I'm sure it's just going to get better and better as we as we move over the next couple of, uh, of weeks. But very, very well done. And thank you so much for being on the Sheep Show podcast and sharing all the, all the success with us and all the listeners. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> You've been listening to the Sheep Show podcast with Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm. Is there a topic you would like us to cover? And explore is there a interview you would like us to hold or an expert you'd like us to talk to please send us an email and we'll see what we can do to help you keep your learning going you can email me at jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au thank you so much for listening and until next time sheep well